0: Sharon, there he is, our next guest, longtime friend of the show.
1: It's absolutely my pleasure to introduce Tim Bryce, who is a longtime friend of our show. He's also a freelance writer residing in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. He's an avid writer and speaker discussing everything. From business and management to politics and morality to systems and technology in our ever-changing world. In addition to his columns and blog entitled The Bryce's Right, which is read by thousands of people worldwide, Tim has also been published in a wide range of publications from the Washington Times to the Huffington Post. And his new book, Before You Vote, Know How Your Government Works, that's one you should get, because it's what American youth should know, and I'm going to add what all Americans should know about government. Tim, welcome back to the Conservative Commandos radio show. It's
2: always a pleasure to be with you folks. It's uh, always uh, very stimulating, and I enjoy it immensely.
1: Well, we enjoy your articles and uh, this time we're going to go to a reprint, but not just a reprint of an article that you did last month or even last year or even three years ago. This one was printed in 2009. Talk about what goes around comes around. Uh, 2009, here we are in 2021. Uh, nothing's changed, Tim. <laughs>
2: Well, what, what triggered this one for me to bring this one back was uh, 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 President Biden's stimulus bill, the $3.5 trillion boondoggle for socialism and everything. And uh, I saw there was lots of pork in there, yes, and there's a lot of entitlement stuff and and so on. And it's all geared that nobody fails. And I said, wait a second. People fail. I'm sorry. It's a natural part of life. So I, I wrote this this piece.
1: And you rewrote this piece. And you do you think they're going to get it? You know, there's that old joke about the pastor who preaches a really great sermon. And the next Sunday, he preaches the same sermon again. And the next Sunday, he preaches the same sermon again. And finally, one of the deacons went to him and said, Pastor, uh, we've heard that one. When are you going to quit preaching that sermon? And he said, as soon as you start doing or acting on what i've preached and it seems like that's kind of kind of where you're at you're you've been telling us this is not not something that's new under the sun people fail and yet the government seems to uh keep coming back to the same solution nobody can fail
2: right at the time i wrote in 2009 uh we were talking about stimulus bills uh, to bail out the banks and the manufacturing companies remember the automotive uh, industry and all that stuff and uh, and i said no at the time i'm a confirmed capitalist you know <laughs> and you think did that money ever really change the way these people operated and the answer is heck no you know nobody changed as a result of that and you know and to your point on that too sharon that my uh, I've written a lot of stuff on technology, business systems, stuff like that. And, you know, when we did, my father and I uh, would talk and say, well, Dad, you know, we've already done this article before. Tell them again. Tell them again until it gets through to them. You know, what's the matter? You know, they, they, are they thick? You know, and I said, well, I don't know. So that's why I brought it back again. Look, ever since we were kids, we always know when you play games, somebody wins. Somebody loses. I don't care if it's baseball, football, hockey, monopoly, chess. Somebody wins. Somebody loses. That's why I have a problem with, uh, you know, uh, uh, these leagues around here and they give them a participation trophy and so on. It's (laughs) nonsense. I'm sorry. And uh, I I talk about that in business. Somebody wins. Somebody loses. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it's done. Um,
1: Except except now. Except except now. now. Well, I made the analogy. And there there still is a loser in all of this, Tim, because just because your company is too big to fail doesn't mean that somebody else didn't didn't get caught in that failure and hasn't paid the price for it.
2: Right. I I make the analogy of capitalism to Darwin's... uh, theories on evolution, where you have natural selection. Remember that? Natural selection's best on who is the strongest or who's the weakest in order to evolve and change and update. And look, when you play a game and you lose it, you're not going to play that game the same way again, are you? You know, like, uh, hey, maybe I'm going to try standing different in the batter's box, and maybe I'll lay down a bunt. Maybe I'll do something different in order to win. And uh, we see that a lot. So capitalism is evolution in in process and i don't know why people have a hard time understanding that um and and we can't make progress if if we're always allowed to fail and that's what their socialist uh, agenda is all about nobody wins nobody loses that's not natural that's not right
1: well and except you and i (laughs) and
2: in that bill in the uh you know biden's bill you know, they want to eliminate the right to fail, and they're just giving the money away left and right. It's it's a joke as far as I'm concerned. So, is but not, not everybody
1: say. gets that money. Um, you know, right. there, there are people that are that are the losers in all of this. They're paying for it. They're paying for others' failure, and they're losing.
2: Right. Well, look at the illegal immigrants that are coming over. We're giving them all kinds of entitlements. Uh, we're giving them vaccinations. Uh, we're doing all kinds of things for them, giving them health care and, and education and all that good stuff. And who pays for it? You know, we do. We have to pay for it. They don't give it to us for free. You know, they. this is all incredulous. Um, so, you know, and again, if going back to uh, like uh, the automotive days. You know, I remember when those uh, presidents of like General Motors and Chrysler were there and and uh, they said, "Okay, we're going to give you the money. Did they make any changes? No, no. And they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. So now back here we are in 2021 and uh, I, I can't believe the government is encouraging this behavior. This is socialism in action. And this is what that bill is all about. Anybody who votes for that is a socialist.
1: Well, and I'm sure we can count on you to name names when that voting comes down and tell us who the socialists are because nobody's believing it. And and I think the socialism is kind of a soft word for what's going on in this country today. I think the communist word is probably more appropriate
2: it could very well be too, you know but uh it's the very basic concept I, I i wrote a thing and it's included in my book you know before you vote know how your government works i describe the differences between socialism and capitalism and when i i, I still do stuff for you know various institutions i'll go in and talk to kids and i will ask them uh who here is a capitalist huh Yeah, like one hand go on up. How many are socialists? Well, a bunch of them go on up, you know, for that. Okay, why? Why? You don't believe the money you earn, you should be allowed to spend it yourself. You don't have the smarts to be able to spend your own money, to donate it to charities as you see fit or anything like that or help your family. You you don't believe that? By the time I was done with them, they were all capitalists. Of
1: course they were. (laughs) I mean, it's hard when you're working or doing anything even getting an allowance it's yours That's and right. and you don't want to give it away not even and even a little bit taxed is too much tax when you're earning that money
2: well i also believe that work is a natural part of life i don't care what the job is you know what where your station in life is and i look down do not look down my nose at anybody as long as they work and try to do it professionally. Uh, and morally correct you know and, and they're, they're trying to do some good stuff um, but they've forgotten that they, they've forgotten that that we are here on this planet to do something I don't care what it is we have to do something I'm now at the age where people say well Tim are you going to retire soon like that and I said well why don't you just put me on a Viking barge like that pour gasoline <laughs> on me and you know send me out you know in, in glory like that and, and and I've got friends that said to me, Tim, if you were to give up writing like that, you would die very mm-hmm. quickly. And I believe that. Look what happened to LBJ. After LBJ was done, remember LBJ's health deteriorated after being president, and he died quickly after that. Nixon really didn't last that much longer either. But I mean, you're you're so imbued with your work um, that it's it's a part of your life, and when you're done working. They drop like a fly. I had a good friend right here owns a restaurant. As soon as he sold it, three months later, he was gone. And he was no older than me.
1: Yeah. It's a hard thing, as you say. Retirement is not always what it's cracked up to be because because of that. You lose sight of the, your goals. Where, Why am I living? Why am I, what am I here for? And I think that's an age-old question that people have been trying to find the answer for for a long, long time. But... This government seems to really be almost gleeful in their ability to take away not only our livelihood but even our lives. You know, many many of us are feeling a little bit threatened out here in the senior world because of of some of the things that have been coming down in healthcare and. Uh, you know, what do we do about that? We we're not ready to retire, but it seems like our government's ready to retire us. They want us to be socialists on Medicare and and uh, Social Security.
2: Yeah, they want to push they want to uh, push the baby boomers aside. You know, the greatest generation is already out there, you know, but the baby boomers are trying to get them out of there so the millennials can take over and the millennials are screwing up the generation after them though shows more promise though and i think it's uh generation z um but uh, they want us gone now interesting down here in florida uh census reports came on out and within the next couple years uh the lion's share of people will be 65 years of age or older we will be the dominant force we will be the voting block. And people are having real troubles with that, especially the young people and the Democrats, that older people are going to be running Florida.
1: Well, I, I wonder if they won't be running the nation, too, because we are maybe not the greatest, but we're the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> that baby boomer generation, we uh, we felt it all the way through school. I know I did. Uh, my classes were huge. Forty forty oh, yeah. five 45 kids was nothing for one teacher.
2: <laughs> right. Right. We were a small school. Our class was the largest go through there at the time, which was about 150. Yeah, when we played football. We played all the big schools, and we kicked their butts, quite frankly. We just had a great football team, great uh, culture uh, for football. Let me, uh, let me add something else here just off course there. Now, you've seen they're letting these uh, immigrants go all over the country, right? Uh, did you see DeSantis last week come on out? Our governor, DeSantis of Florida, uh, said, you call this office. You tell us where these people are. If they come to Florida, you let them know. We're going to round them up and we're going to get them out of here.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, we, we've got a, quite a few coming to Nevada, over a 1,000. I wonder if I call Governor DeSantis, if he'll get him out of Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that, we'll go to a break. Now, <laughs> we are coming to you from the Conservative Commandos Radio Network Studios around the world on the Internet with TalkStreet Live, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, NetTalk America, and AM, FM, 24-7. I'm Sharon Angle here with my co-host, uh, Rick Trader. <laughs> We're talking with our guest Tim Bryce, who is uh, a writer, prolific writer, and he has uh, his own show, The Bryce Is Right, it's a blog. And we'll be right back to discuss too big to fail or not after these messages.
0: And once again, we want to welcome you back. This is the Conservative Commandos Radio Show with Sharon Angle and yours truly, Rick Trader, and we're coming to you from the Liberty Share Studios of the AUN TV Network. And hey, also don't forget mypillow.com. Mypillow.com. Use the promotion code AUNTV to save from thirty to sixty percent on mike lindell's products hey it's going to help you you save big money by using that promotion code you're helping mike lindell stay in business and when mike stays in business americans have jobs you also help us here at the conservative commando's radio show because frankly we get a commission when you purchase for mike and using the promotion code AUNTV. tv that allows us to bring you the news, bring you the issues, talk about the things the mainstream media will not, uh, the things that the social media giants like Facebook and Twitter will ban you for, but you can always find it here on Conservative Commandos and AUN, and that's because when you go to MyPillow.com, use the promotion code AUNTV. Tim Bryce is our guest. We love having Tim on because I love to say the brace is right. And uh, we're discussing an article that actually Tim wrote several years ago The Right to Fail, but deja vu all over again. Tim, here we are back, back. You know, th- Tim, um, more than 10 years ago, 2009. So let's talk about what was going on in 2009. <laughs> Remember the the banking disaster. Remember the 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 bailouts. Remember the shovel-ready jobs. Remember the 99 weeks unemployment. Do you remember cash for clunkers? Remember that, Tim? Shovel-ready. Oh, we, we, uh, shovel-ready. Well, bull. All that was bull. All that remember, was bull. And number- here we are again.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, Rick Scott, uh, who was our governor at the time, I remember uh, they were going to give us money so we can build a monorail throughout the state, you know, to connect all the cities like that. And Scott said, no, thanks. They sent the money back to Washington. (laughs) Um, I thought that was great. I mean... Yeah, I have to understand, Florida, why that is really not a feasible thing. It'd be just a boondoggle. Look at the boondoggle you got up there in California, putting in the train system and so on like that. Their, Their first bullet train, which is nonsense.
0: Well, Tim, remember 99 weeks unemployment. All right. Yep. So now what we have is we have a $300 a week bonus on top of your unemployment to stay home and do nothing. So where's the incentive there to get a job? Tim, I remember people and I know people personally, personally, who didn't have a job for 99 weeks. And when their 99 weeks right out, my God, you know what, Tim? They found a job. Yeah. They found a job on the 99th or the 98th week. They found a job. Your governor. Your governor a week or two ago said, oh, no, 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 no more of this. No more of this. We need people out there working. Right. He cut out that three hundred dollars garbage. What was it? A million and a half people got jobs. One hundred and fifty thousand. One hundred and fifty thousand new jobs have been created. So, you know, I, I really do think that people should take a look at your governor. And I say people, I mean governors and all these other states and look and see how Ron DeSantis is doing it because he's doing it right. Tim, right to fail. You know, Tim, I probably have learned more out of failure than I have ever succeeded. That's right. There was a guy who was working on an invention and he tried it over and over and over again. And he was interviewed by somebody from a Newark, New Jersey newspaper. And this writer said to him, aren't you ready to quit this? I mean, you've tried it over and over and over again. He says, yes, I have. I've tried it about 10,000 times. Now I know 10,000 ways it's not going to work. That man was Thomas Edison. The invention was the electric light bulb. You know, failing, I said it. Just that I'll say it again. You will learn more from failing right. than you will succeed. The other problem we have succeed.
2: in this country is we don't do much in the way of uh, uh, planning. We're more reactionary. We do knee-jerk reactions. Let me give you an example. Um, if you get a software project going on, which I'm in, uh, intimate with that industry, you, you lay out some superficial specs, maybe on the back of a cocktail napkin, and then these programmers go wild and they start putting things together, and none of it works together or in a consistent uh, manner out there. Whereas in the days, one of the things we always preach is doing a a feasibility study beforehand, where you lay out the scope, you look at the current system, you document uh, what are the requirements, uh, you look at various proposals and so on, and you come up with a game plan. Nobody does this anymore. I mean, in big business, it used to be done yeah. a lot. The only one who really seems to understand it are guys like Donald Trump, you know, these super um, uh, A-type personalities, you know, because... They are yes, they are entrepreneurs, but they are risk takers. But it's like going down to uh, uh, shoot craps in Las Vegas. You got to know the odds. You got to be thinking about risk all the time. And so Trump has been more successful than he's failed. Yes, I'm sure he has failed on on various projects. But I mean, the guy is smart in terms of planning and thinking of, up front on that. And that is something we don't do anymore. We had that. Uh, we, we see that throughout the country. Remember Hurricane Katrina uh, and how it devastated New Orleans? They were given a lot of money before Katrina uh, to build up the dikes and dams and everything else around New Orleans. And they said, well, our stuff is high enough. And uh, they they diverted the money elsewhere. Now, I saw a thing on television, showed an engineer on one of these dikes. And he says, you know, where I'm standing right here, this is for a Category 1 hurricane. Now, Hurricane 2 comes up to, like, my knees. Hurricane 3 is, like, about here. Hurricane 4 is, like, here. Hurricane 5 is way up here. And what did Katrina represent? A Hurricane 5, Category 5. And it's all because we're short-sighted. You know, we're penny-wise, pound-foolish. You know, they just reactionary type of stuff. So they didn't increase the dams until after the whole place was wiped out. So, yeah, they learned. They yeah. learned they can't do that. Tim,
0: in the article you wrote, failure is a natural part of life. Yep. And in her property of evolution. It is, it is a strong message telling us what we, what we are doing is not working, and we can either learn from it or change it or ignore it and perish. Right. You know, when I read that, I'll tell you what it reminded me of, Tim. The uh, definition of lunacy, you know, doing <laughs> the same yeah, thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Well, that's what government is doing, Tim. This this idea, this this safety net that we can save everyone. Number one, that's a lie. We can't. Right. That's a lie. We can't. But they keep on they keep on pushing this idea that we can. School systems are terrific for this. Yeah. They are apps, you know, no child left behind. Got to face it. There are some people that are smarter than others. And I'm not smart enough to figure out why. Is it heredity? Whatever it is. Is it an environment? I don't know. We see some pretty smart people coming out of some pretty bad conditions. But I'll tell you, you know, Tim, I've always looked at obstacles and failures Kind of like as hurdles on a, on a track. I don't know if you ever ran track and field when you were in high school. I did. I didn't, I didn't run hurdles, but I know that life is like a hurdle. Right. And that the more hurdles you're able to jump over, the stronger you get. Life and, and trouble and worries are like weights. And you use weights to gain strength. People, right. don't, people don't realize that anymore. Tim, they think that somebody's always going to be there to bail myself out. Right. And it's like, Tim, if I took... You, are you right-handed, Tim? Yes. If I took your right arm and broke it and you're in a cast for eight to ten weeks, when you get that arm out of the cast, you've got to learn to use that arm again. Right. Well, what we've taken, what we or what government has done is they've taken people's heads and put them into a cast right they don't know how to succeed for themselves because they've never tried tim they've never tried to jump that hurdle they never tried to lift that weight they never tried to figure out how to get around something that doesn't work well let's
2: not forget too that again they have nothing but knee-jerk reactions to do this all of like the stimulus bill Is for great for the Green New Deal is to bring that type of thing in, so they think that's going to get them votes later on. Uh, And let let me go back to Obamacare when that came out. Remember the big document that they had, like two thousand pages, out that. And Pelosi's famous line, you know, well, you know, we got to pass it so we know what's in it. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. come on, guys. What that tells you is again, back to my feasibility study story. They don't know how to do feasibility story. Why should they? They're all lawyers up there. They're attorneys. They don't understand the concepts of that. So consequently, what did we shell out for Obamacare to make that happen? A hundred million dollars to implement that system. I've looked at that system and I've got good friends on the inside. Tim, if we used your product, probably we could have done it in less than a million dollars. And I go, yeah, I know.
0: Tim, there were examples out there. Insurance companies already had examples out there of the software to implement an insurance system. So instead of barring their wheels and putting other spokes in it, no, they've got to tear the whole thing down and start it all over again. The, uh, there was a Canadian company, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, Believe I've had experience with this company because they also wrote, uh, wrote software for editing. And they they wrote this program. It was a terrible program. They, as you said, a hundred million dollars to write a program, something that already existed. They could ju- they could just take in the program and and change it, modify. No, no, they they didn't do that. You know, Tim, when you talk about the stimulus bill, uh, I've heard up to ten thousand pages. Hell, they didn't read the twenty five hundred page uh obamacare bill and who writes these bills do you think the congressmen and senators write these bills no they don't write them they don't read them it's their staffers and what you got in washington right now you got a bunch of young idiots yeah a bunch of young liberal idiots so they're taking every bad idea that they have ever heard of and they're cramming it into this bill
2: Yes, the they don't care how
0: practical it is. How do you pay for it? Who's going to bet? they just—they're t- taking every crackpot idea that they ever heard and jamming it. Why they have the house? They have the senate. They have the White House. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Now,
2: this is why we need a constitutional Congress. We haven't had one in over 200 years. You know, have a constitutional con- uh, Congress redo election reform. You know, reform how these people are in there. Let's put in term limits and so yeah, on. I mean, no, they, Congress was never set up to be like a lifetime employment system. No. But that's what they've set up. That's what they've got in place.
0: You think the founding fathers thought that th- this would become a full-time job where you're making a half million dollars a year in salary benefits and perks? Right. It, to them, to the founding fathers, it was a part-time volunteer thing. Right. Look, we're going to get together. We're going to solve this problem. We're going to go home. It doesn't happen anymore. So what happens is, is you have a full-time government. They sit there and think, now how can we continue to justify our existence? Well, this new law and that new law, and there's where our freedoms have gone. Tim Bryce, all these politicians that sit around Washington – Thinking of ways to justify their existence.
2: Right. And get ready for the next uh, election. And again, they're letting their staffs do the stuff. And the the staff is advising the the congressman or the senator or the president as to what's going on. I mean, you and and I have talked about this before.
0: And, you know, a lot of these staffs are 20-somethings that are probably on their first job. They probably still haven't made a mortgage payment, a car payment, or paid an insurance premium. They have no concept of what real life is. You know, Tim, you and Sharon were talking about being at the age we are. You know what comes along with being the age we are? A hell of a lot of experience and wisdom that these idiots in Washington – Do not have, and I'm not talking about the old flagellant people sitting in in as elected officials. I'm talking about those, the idiots that are working for them, that are really writing the the bills. The bureaucrats. The bureaucrats. Tim
2: Uh, Bryce. they They also lack a sense of history. Because if they had a sense of history, they would know that these guys would take on a congressional job, and then they said, okay, I'm done with it. I'm going back to the plantation. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to farm or whatever. Here, it's your turn, Ernie. You know, you get out, out there and do that. No one ever thought this would be a long time job at all.
0: You know what else they don't know about? They don't know about 2009, Tim. They don't know about our right to fail. So tell people how they can read it
2: um just go on my website timbrice.com that's b-r-y-c-e timbrice.com or uh, find me on google or youtube or i'm all over the place i'm really getting big into radio now i've got other uh, sources that are picking up my segments and putting it out there now
0: before you vote know how your government works you know, Sharon, and you talked about it. Sharon said everyone should have it. I think that would uh, be a great gift for children, for grandchildren, for nieces, for nephews. Buy two and give one to their teachers.
2: I was just at a lecture last week uh, talking about uh, the news media for the uh, Bel Air Women's Republican Club sold a ton of books at that one, you know, and they all love that. I had them laughing. I, I was really good that day. I was on.
0: <laughs> I always like when I'm on. Tim Bryce, we love having you on the conservative commando show. Thanks thank guys. You always so, a pleasure. Thank you so much. And keep the faith. You bet, baby. And you are listening to and watching the Conservative Commandos radio show with Sharon Angle and you're truly Rick Trader. And avoid disappointment and future regret. Sharon and I will be back
1: after this little break with more news and commentary.